It's our show, Christy. We can do whatever we want. Let's show them how to do life. Season three! Oh boy, here it comes. Even though we've done this show like 250 times, I still have no idea what I'm talking about. We may not know what we're doing, but we're having fun. <laughs> I was born for this. I was born for this. The only way the out only is the way out is this is how this to do life. How to do life. Hey, pretties, it's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And here's producer John. To hype the crowd. Just a quick warning. How to do life with Chrissy and Heather contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and other nonsense and whatnot. If you are adverse to any of these ingredients, this show may not be for you. So be sure to talk to your doctor and all your friends about how to do life. Let's get into it. Oh, guys, hey, happy hey. Friday. Woo-hoo. And I say guys because we have a friend here. Hi, Brian. An actual guy. Hello. There's a guy. <laughs> welcome back. It's good to be we back. We yeah. welcomed in season three of How to Do Life, and we have made it through our first 10 episodes. Oh, my gosh. It does seem like we've had more. It seems like we've had 100 episodes yeah, in season three. It, it seems like it's been forever. Yeah. Like forever and ever. So we have Brian here with us today for a review. I've really enjoyed season three so far. And I think because you guys are doing more on social, uh-huh. it's a lot easier to keep up. And then when you stream them on the Facebook things, uh-huh. I feel like I'm, you know, I know you guys, but then like I see you guys and while I'm listening to you guys, I'm like, oh, that's like, you know, it's a little cooler. Well, that's cool. fun. Thank that's you. Good to know, we that's like the that whole feedback. reason why we're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's good feedback. Let's get into it. Let's start with episode one. Number one. Uh, this uh, was the first episode that we recorded in the new year. Okay. And I got tough on us. Right. right about right, right. no more free passes. Right. Right. 2020 was a write-off year. 2021 is not. It was time to step up to the plate and make some goals, right? Goals, not grace. Um, so we've been doing this pretty periodically but let's do a quick review of some of our progress and let's see if brian has made any goals for the new year and how you're doing toward your goals let's Perfect. ask you first because heather and i talk about it yeah, all, the time. all the time i find the best way to not be disappointed is to not set goals <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just kidding um uh, you know i since i've been divorced i have not been as good about setting annual goals mm-hmm. certain things i want to accomplish or achieve um but um my gym kind of puts it in my face because there's a whole wall in the gym where it's like chalkboard paint and you're allowed to write your goals, like your your fitness goals on mm-hmm. the gym. And it's people like, I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to run five miles, whatever it is. And so seeing that every day has made me think about other parts of my life where I need to be setting goals. And I have set a couple of goals. Um, I've made incremental progress towards them and I'm trying not to, you know, trying to set myself up for failure. I read a really cool book about goal setting that said that um, uh, goals are for losers and uh, (laughs) systems are for winners. So if you set yourself up with a system of behavior Mm -hmm. that'll lead to a positive outcome, but every day you don't accomplish that goal. If your goal is to lose 20 pounds, every day you jump on the scale and you haven't lost 20 pounds, that's like a failure day because you haven't gotten there yet. And then you finally get there and you had that success for what, a day? So I'm trying to gear my life towards a system of behavior that'll achieve positive outcomes, you know, financially or physically or with respect to my family and things like that, more so than focusing on one crystallized goal where if I don't hit it 362 days from now, I'm some mm-hmm. sort of a failure. I, I, so, yes, I have goals, but I haven't, like, written them down in a way where I'm going to, like... Well, one of our episodes, the episode that we had Jerry on, we talked about how to write quality goals. So you should go back and review the that s- one about you know, the SMART, smart goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and um, so you can use that... 
to make these goals more achievable, to yeah. quantify them, to measure them. Because really, truly, I was I was saying on, I don't know if it's an episode that's happened yet. I think it's happening in the future. On an episode that happens in the future, I'm going to talk about that some of the people who have gone on our pages, some of our lovely, lovely listeners have told us some of their goals, but they're not very achievable. They're not, or well, they might be achievable, but they're not very measurable. They don't have mm-hmm. a system to know if they've made them. And so going back and looking back at what you've written down and what you've kind of thought of and revising those within that SMART goal system can help people progress forward, I believe. I think it's always interesting that every coachy kind of person who writes books on how to reach goals has a different way of saying um, the, the kind of the same type of thing, you mm-hmm. know, because with, with my clients, I always emphasize that, uh, the joy of satisfaction is in the doing, not the having, you know, and so it's, you get the sense of accomplishment from doing the things rather than mm-hmm. having the outcome. And yeah. so focusing on the everyday actions that you take in pursuit of the outcome, actually brings you more joy and happiness than having the outcome for a few minutes. And and it's that flipping the switch between being intrinsically motivated and extrinsically motivated. If I'm motivated by the gold at the end of the rainbow, Mm -hmm. then every day until I get there is not getting there. But if I'm motivated by the journey of following the rainbow, then every day is beautiful and I can enjoy it. So, yeah, totally. Yeah, I get that 100%. Well, on episode two, number two, uh, we continued kind of on the goal stream. We talked about consumer spending and shopping habits, right? And um, some ways to cut some fat there. Um, Heather, how much money have you saved? Do you know? No, I have not quantified the amount of money that I've saved um, because I just don't. I feel like if in order to do that, I'd have to look back and compare, and I just don't really have time to do that. But in like emotionally, I feel like I've saved. Well, money. that was my other question about like. <laughs> Time and energy, yeah. you know, like our friend Greg on the 93.3 Morning Show, he is totally quantifying yeah. what he is saving in cigarettes not purchased in, I forget the other things, yeah. you know, and, and it's hundreds and hundreds of it's dollars impressive. a month. It, it is qu- pretty impressive. Have you found any like cool ways to save time, energy? Do you feel like you're saving money? Like you haven't really quantified it yet, but wh- how are you doing with it? I love that I am saving the time of not shopping in as many places, you know, and that's kind of like a multi-layered goal. You know, I don't want to go in as many places because of COVID. Um, and so I like to just kind of, you know, get to the curbside. And so the Target curbside helps me not go in the store and then also helps me not do the impulse shopping and then I've got the Amazon pantry, and that's just like delivered so you've got straight all the to my sc- house. Scrubbing bubbles in the world. I've got all the scrubbing got- bubbles and all the cat food that I could Jesus. use for an entire year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do feel like I am saving money. I haven't quantified whether or not I have, but I feel like I have. Well, in terms of like cutting the fat, mine hasn't really been financial yet. Like I, I tried to have a really good January, and then I had some expenses come up. You know those things that hit you mm-hmm. that oh, it's just the worst, the worst, the worst. But what I have been able to successfully cut is some of the peripheral nonsense of my life. I cut more than a hundred people uh, off my Instagram. Whoa! <laughs> I gotta check my Instagram. See if I, I made um, the cut. <laughs> I um cut like I changed my settings on Facebook because I didn't realize that I had it so that anyone could follow me oh yeah like strangers could Mm -hmm. follow me and I didn't know that and so I changed it so that only friends could follow me on there and so my recommendation for people is to give yourself like a social media checkup you Mm -hmm. know so that's what I'm going to recommend for this week is that we kind of check in on you know there's 
we've focused a lot on fitness goals, but there's lots of different areas of our lives that we can clean up a little bit and take a 2021 reassessment of. Yep. How about you? Anything you've yeah, so, gotten organized? Uh, yeah, I have. I, um, I've started keeping track just on a, from a fitness perspective. I've started keeping track of the food I eat mm-hmm. a lot more closely, and I use a little app, app. Yeah, and uh, that allows me to keep track of calories and macros and things like that. And so just awareness. I think anytime you make yourself more aware of your own habits mm-hmm. is a good thing. Um, and then financially, um, I have figured out that um, just because – Verizon tells me that my phone is all paid up and I'm eligible for an upgrade on mine and my daughter's phones <laughs> doesn't mean I have to go get a new phone. Right. And so what I did was I took my old phone and I wiped it off. I wiped it clean and restored it from the backup and I put a new like $12 case on it and it feels like a brand new phone. Ooh, you tricked yourself. I tricked oh, myself. That's and then exciting. I, then I tricked my daughter and she's like, dad, it's still just an iPhone XR. I want a 12 <laughs> pro platinum, whatever. Right. But uh, yeah, so, you know, there's little ways to save money and I, I you know, I feel like uh, sometimes we feel like our financial condition or our physical condition is like the weather and it just sort of happens to us. Mm-hmm. But that's not true. Like we make, we're make, right. we make those decisions mm-hmm. every day, big mm-hmm. and small. Mm-hmm. So rain happens to you. Like, you know, uh, you know, a lot of other things don't just happen to you. You, exactly. you, you make choices. Right. Exactly. You invited it. Number three. On episode three. Episode three. <laughs> I appealed to the country of Belgium. Right. With the waffles. We didn't hear from our new friends. Hmm. But whatever, instead of discuss that, let's talk about where we want to go when the world reopens. Let's talk about that. Is Belgium on your list? It was until they (laughs) gave us the the finger. Yeah, what's what's a travel bucket list goal when the world reopens? Oh gosh, well I I have always wanted to go to London, London, and and I've never been, so I would really like to go. London would be wonderful. Yeah. I, Where are you going to go when the world opens? I would like to take my kids to Washington, D.C. Uh-huh. Because my ninth grader got to go as an eighth grader, and my sixth grader may or may not get to go in a couple of years. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's several years off for my son. So, But I would like to take the kids on a trip, you know, on an extended sort of trip, on an airplane trip. And D.C. comes to mind, and so does New York. So I would like to take my kids someplace. Yeah. My kids really want to go to New York. I haven't been like, able to do. That's very, very high on their list. But I want them to see... New York City. Right. I don't want them to see closed down Broadway and, you know, like, yeah, it's got to be reopened for that <clears throat> for us. I, um, my kids keep asking me, what are we going to do this summer? What are we going to do this summer? I'm like, we can't make any plans. I'm like, I have no idea what's going to be available this summer. I do have the big Italy hike planned with my daughter for next summer. So like, all the, yeah, all the eggs in the basket that hopefully we are able to do that, you know, like, so we're putting a lot of planning into that. Like I've already cleared it with her father. <laughs> I've already like got every hotel mapped out of where we're going to stay. We are ready to go on this. I tried to go on and see if I could book flights. You can't book flights 15, 20 months in advance. Like it's not a thing that you can do, but um, we have it all mapped out. Like um, my niece is getting married next summer and we have the date of her wedding on the calendar and then, okay, we'll, we'll come home and we'll pack and we'll leave, you know, six days later. So we've got a lot of planning going into that to make ourselves feel better about not doing anything now. I think the realistic travel that I would do as soon as it seems real, you know, reasonable to go and spend the money to get to a place and then be able to do things once you're there. Um, Colorado, of course, is easy because we just have to go we just hike the whole time so that's mm-hmm. a pretty COVID friendly trip but um, I like kind of in the same vein as Brian I would really want to take my kids to Philadelphia and Boston 
and mm. do all of the historical stuff and go to all the museums. Um, you know, there's a lot that you can do outdoors there. The Freedom right. Trail. You can walk right. the Freedom Trail yeah. in Boston. That'll fill up a couple of days. That's yeah, exactly. And so I really, I want to do that, but I want to do it in the summer. Right. And they're not in school. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, spring, that's a bucket list. Spring is really pretty in Boston too. Yeah, spring break. Super late. Winter, like spring break in Boston is nice. I have never ever been hot. to Boston, and I was oh, supposed you gotta to go. go. I know I was supposed to go on twenty twenty. Oh, for work? Weren't you supposed to go for a work? No, I was going for a workshop for a writing workshop. Okay, okay. Oh, and right. um, it got canceled, and then it got canceled again, and it's still not rescheduled. And I finally took my um flight credit from that, and I'm gonna go out and hike in Joshua Tree. At, yeah, at, you know, which that'll be nice. That'll be great. You know, go do something. Right? Think you'll run into Bono while you're there? I hope so. I hope so. It's a YouTube Listening joke. to that uh, album, like, a lot. Practice your karaoke. Number four. Four. This episode was about um, Mardi Gras houses instead of floats. Yeah. It was about 1918 slang. Yeah. And more, wasn't it? That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was also the episode where we talked about the pressure of positivity and how always being upbeat can be false, right? Mm-hmm. Do you do this? Do you correct? How do you correct yourself when this is happening? If you're being super upbeat and you're not actually happy. <laughs> um, I don't do that at all. Like if I'm not happy, like the people around me sort of know it. Yeah. Like you've confronted me before when you've seen that I'm you know, putting on a smile, but I'm not like mm-hmm. it's, I, it's, I'm pretty transparent when it comes to my feelings about a lot of stuff. So yeah, I don't do that, but I want to hear more about these Mardi Gras houses. <laughs> <laughs> We got another Mardi Gras episode. Yeah, that we we'll, when we get to episode yeah. okay, okay. nine, we'll hear all about the Mardi Gras houses, right? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> but it's like are... it's like that. Emo- you've seen the Emoji Movie? Yes, I've s- seen it too many times. The <laughs> Smiler, the boss, is like, huh, she's smiling and she's so mad and so so you know furiously angry, but she's always smiling and being mm-hmm. so happy all the time. But it's like you know you meet people like that and you just want to choke them. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm. I think that I I try to stay pretty authentic to how I'm feeling, but I, I feel pretty happy most of the time. And I think that I, I had, I recently, if I am in a bad mood, I try to snap out of it as quick as I can because it will blend over into other areas of my life and I just don't want to spend my time there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are times when I, I'm sure that there are times when I'm pretending to that I'm having more fun than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I try to be, I try to be pretty true to how I'm feeling, but also I don't give myself a lot of time to wallow. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I like, like recently I had a, you know, a minor thing. It was a, it ruined, you know, threatened to ruin my day, but it was a minor situation of just the weather messing up my plans. And I huffed and puffed and stomped around and, you know, was angry about it. But then I kind of felt like, okay, so I could either spend the rest of my day being pissed about this and and ruin my day, mm-hmm. or I could just get over it. I've I've had my time to to be do me mad about this, right? And then just move on and get happy again. I think that that's good, and that's kind of like that's kind of what I did. Like I had several days that I was not positive at all, and I kind of felt guilty that I wasn't really fun to be around, but I didn't want to be upbeat, you know. So I sequestered. Yeah, I you know. I kind of went off to myself and then I kind of decided to feel sorry for myself and be like, well, I don't really have a safe space to bitch, you know? And so I got mad about that. And then, you know what you do? You start looking for one. You start, you know, saying, okay, well, you know, wh- where's, the, where's the space to be angry and where's the space to get your shit back together yeah. and, you know, move on. You know? Yeah. 
And that's which kind of what you have to do. You know? I've done that that's before. Kind of what you gotta do. I've done that before. I've been honest with people and said, you know, I'm just really not into hanging out right now. I just kind of want to lick my wounds and be by myself. Yeah, I mean, there were several times, probably on our group text with Kylene, where I got very much like, "Look, I'm not going to do any of this. Like, let me be clear, <laughs> but like, I'm not going to do anything that is on this list, and I'm not going to respond to this for like the next 12 hours." <laughs> and <laughs> God bless you both for being like, okay, well, that's, that's, that's where your limit is right now. Let us now, know you when know? you're back. <laughs> Let us know when you uh, <laughs> like to talk to somebody again. So just keep us, keep us updated. And God bless you guys. I mean, it's fine, you know. Like, I'm not always going to be, you know, yay. <laughs> well, no, nobody is. No, yeah, right, nobody uh, is. You know, I think that that's just realistic. That I think it's unrealistic to think that we're always going to be happy and we're always going to be pleased with the way that things are going. Um, but I think it's a personality trait within myself to not allow myself to right. sit there for too long. Mm-hmm. Because then it's just not me. It's just right. I just I'm just a I'm quick to it get would be fake things. for you <laughs> to sit in it for too long. Yeah. Like if somebody brings up something that happened that was annoying and I'm like, why are we still talking about this? It's yeah. past tense. Mm-hmm. Well, and you seem you seem really good at detaching your happiness from other people, and I think that a lot of times I get wrapped up. I'm, a lot of my unhappiness is wrapped up in the in the perceived feelings of other people. Mm. And I heard this. I was what you saw me play on my phone a second ago. I wasn't playing. I was finding a quote by this guy <laughs> named uh, Naval Ravikant, R A V I K A N T. And he says, he recorded this in a podcast. And he says, life is a single player game. You're born alone. You're going to die alone. All of your interpretations are alone. All your memories are alone. You're gone in three generations and no one cares. Before <laughs> you showed up, nobody cared. It's all single player. Loneliness is essential to being human. Each of us comes into the world eventually in bubble. But he goes on to explain, like, you're by yourself in here, like mm-hmm. inside your own head. And this is where your happiness comes from. And this is and so like other people are playing Mm -hmm. the same game from their points of view. (laughs) And why should your interpretation of the world make me unhappy Mm -hmm. and or your interpretation of me? Why should that make me unhappy? I'm in my own head. I'm in my own heart and I know where I'm coming from. And so it'd be It's cool if we gel and it's cool if we can kind of move smoothly through this experience together. But my happiness doesn't have to be drawn from other people. Yeah. And so I'm trying. That's a 2021 goal for me is detach my happiness from what I think other people are thinking about me and my situation. That's a good goal. That's a good goal. It's a nice place to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. (laughs) And it actually leads really well into episode five. Number five. This is the show where you and I, Heather, had the big disagreement. Oh, right. It wasn't a disagreement (laughs) at all. So it's how do you keep your disagreements constructive and positive is our recap question. You're asking me? I'm asking both of you. She was looking at you, so I'm but grateful I, but, that she wasn't yeah. looking at me. I don't know. <laughs> when I figured that one out, I'll achieve my previously stated goal. of. <laughs> right. I think, you know, one thing that I, I have learned over time is I'm not nearly as smart as I think I am. And that there have been plenty of times when I was wrong. And when I learned new information, I changed my mind. And so I think that if I do have a disagreement with somebody, I try to be curious about their perspective. Because if it's somebody who I respect and somebody who I enjoy being around most of the time, then I probably would appreciate their perspective and there might be something there that I haven't considered. And so I I try to be open-minded to the fact that this, you know, clearly there's something I'm missing. 
I must not truly understand because I normally agree with you. And if I don't agree with you, then maybe I'm missing something. Yeah, I feel like usually when someone tells you their why, you can have a better understanding. Now, look, right now we're in a climate where there's a lot of crazy, just bananas, bananas crazy out there. And, you know, that kind of you might have to shut it down. Like, so the way to be constructive and positive in your disagreement might be to walk away from it, you know, but if you, if you're dealing with a pretty reasonable, rational, rational, no, rational, <laughs> rational, a, a rational human being, um, able then, to be rationed, able to, yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to divide Chrissy up into seven daily portions. There we go. Yes. Uh-huh. I agree though. I think that there are some times where, I mean, like, I will, of course, assume that I'm right, and I'll just tell myself, well, there's a lot of weird people out there. Move on. That's one of them. Like, I don't know how they came there's up with that, that idea. Found another one. That's another weird. It's another one. Or that's interesting. They're disagreeing with the smartest woman on the planet. Right. It's such a strange point of Whatever. view. Okay. Yeah. Believe what you want. Let's make it true. I think for me, the answer is empathy. Like, if I can... I just I'm tend to be pretty good at putting myself in other people's shoes mm-hmm. and and feeling what they're feeling and things like that. So if I can do that, then it makes disagreements a lot more shortly lived. Yeah. And I take you sure. at your word. If you say you forgive me or if you say we're moving past it, then I'm going to take you at your word and try not mm-hmm. to harbor a lot of depressing feelings about it. So, yeah. yeah. And then I'm going to get pissed if you come back and you want to talk about it again cuz I'll be like, "No, we're done with this." Well, you said you were done. I said over. I was done. This we're is, done. I'm going to put my not quite therapy hat on for a minute and be like, <laughs> "That's a marriage thing, too." Like big time. You know, if we if you hold, hold grudges, but you say you forgive and you bring up these old you pocket full of stones later to throw at the other person, like that's a stone from 10 years ago. Right. And we moved right. past that. Mm-hmm. Well, I moved past it, but I didn't forgive you for it. Oh, shoot. That's on you. Yeah. <laughs> That's your problem. You shouldn't have told me that it was fine. You shouldn't have said it was fine if it wasn't fine. It was fine. Yeah. Let's take a pause and remind everybody that on Monday mornings around 945, you can catch us on the Facebook Live at How to Do Life with Chrissy and Heather. During the show, send us your comments on what we're talking about. And when the show ends, we just might comment back to you. One That's of been our, a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you. It has been fun for us, too. We really like uh, the conversation at the end of the show because yeah. sometimes and, and people start typing back to us. So it really is like a conversation. And that's that's really fun. And we get to yeah. go through those comments. And it, it is a good time. And it's engaging. And it helps us know what our listeners like and what they want from us, what they, you know. And, and I like that. It's really, yeah. really good. Mondays. Eastern Standard Time in the United States. For those of you in Belgium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we exactly. don't know what time it is for you. You yet, do the conversion there. Yes. Number six. Episode six. In this episode, Heather, you drew parallels between binge-worthy television and living a binge-worthy life. Right, yeah. Yeah. What are you doing to make your life more binge-worthy, Heather? Oh, gosh. Well, and what was... kind of continuous story are you building? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I am building a continuous story by starting to write my second book. Um, yes. I, it's it's going to take the year to write uh, because it is a continuous story and it's a month by month chronicle of me getting my shit back together in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. 
<laughs> so yeah. So hopefully that all works out because if not, you're gonna have a really shitty book at the end of this year. It, who knows? <laughs> it might be great. It, <laughs> it's one of those where, like, you know how novelists say, like, they start writing and they don't know necessarily how the story is going to go, and mm-hmm. you know, like what the, what the characters are going to do. It's one of those where, like, I am. am I'm chronicling the year as it happens and as I, you know, as I take on these different little projects, you know, to kind of get myself back to where I was. And, um, and I don't know how it's going to turn out. Um, but choose your own adventure. it's kind of a yeah. choose your own adventure. Uh, it'll be a little bit of a cliffhanger at times. We'll see. But that's how I'm doing it. Making it binge worthy by actually writing a story. I, yeah, Way to go, exactly. author. Right. Yeah. yeah. How about you? What's binge worthy about your life? I've started working as a money launderer for a drug cartel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'll, that'll, that'll uh, really yeah. create a story arc. Right, yeah, right. That's, that's what I'm going for. I want something else, somebody else to write about it. Because I'll be in jail or dead in a Mexican ditch you somewhere. You can get a Leonardo DiCaprio to play right. you in the movie. It, right, right, right. It sounds like a Jason, Jason Bateman, Bateman story. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, no. It, it already exists, actually. He's oh. just copying it. Like, I wouldn't yeah. know. Ozark reference. Oh. Listening we, we've already established in previous episodes that I have no idea what's going on outside of my no, little world. No, no idea. Yeah. No idea. No idea. That's fine. Um, just self-absorbed. Yeah. Other. I'm, I'm right now I'm living in um, I'm living in 1692 right now because I'm living in the Salem witch trials <laughs> I don't even know, want to know what that means I'm reading a lot of she's books historical Salem. Heather yeah. perfect perfect binge worthy life she's- man I don't know like I've got no choice but to binge it because I'm living it every day so <laughs> the day I stop binging this this thing I call my life is the day I day it's over the day yeah. it's over I don't want to be on over. a life diet uh, number seven episode seven was love is in the air Heather oh, yeah. issued a self-care challenge. Right. We talked about ways to create physical, spiritual, and emotional well-being. You have been ultra coachy mm-hmm. on season three so far. Um, oh, sorry. Have you <laughs> go along with my with my with my coachy, okay. with my coaching my thing here? Um, have you done something nice for yourself lately? Have you checked in with yourself, Brian? I uh, filed my fingernails really. <laughs> Like acutely, a couple of days ago, like I gave myself a little at home manicure with the little buffer and yeah. things, and I, I mean, and I'm pretty happy, happy with it? the way my hands look right now. Actually, I think that is a good thing for you because I know that Whoa. when you work out, you oh, I still you got like rip your hands apart. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They're bad. Yeah, yeah. so but good. I'm happy for softer. you. And um, so I've got a friend who uh, is getting her um, esthetician's license. And so she's at the oh, local school doing that. Is she practicing And she's on you? practicing on a number of people. And uh-huh. she's like, I need models, she calls them. And so I've had uh, two facials in the last month. Nice. And she's got me like washing my face with something other than shampoo in the, in the shower. <laughs> and like You're I've, such been, a boy. I've been moisturizing and putting SPF on I thought now. you looked extra glowy. This last time? Now, are you, if you're shitting me, then that's oh, not I'm, cool. No, I'm not. Okay. Because she did a plant peel on me, and I, I have these are things that are foreign to me. Were there plants on you to peel there off? Were, there were plant products that were peeling off uh, the outer layers of my skin at the cellular level, and I am I have the skin of a toddler now, you guys. I've got 43-year-old hair and a 43-year-old eyes, but the skin of a toddler. So, wow. Yeah. More skincare stuff for me. That's exciting. That's lovely. It should be. Yeah. Thank you. You didn't expect such a real answer from that one, did no. you? I didn't expect it to be a chemical peel, but that's cool. Uh, it was a plant-based <laughs> peel. It was not harsh chemicals. It was very cooling and soothing and it didn't burn. Cool. Yeah. Great. She's really lucky to have you. 
Who? A friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. license in the... I was going to say, Chrissy is very lucky to have me. <laughs> That's not what you meant. No, your friend is lucky to have you as, as a, like a guinea pig for yeah, her yeah. Um, skills. I'm not the only one. There's, uh, I'm a, lo- there's a, a long list of people who have been through her little station. But um, yeah, I got to go twice and I'm very excited about cool. it. Cool. Excellent. How about you? What's the question? Have you done something nice <laughs> for yourself lately? Coachy, coach. Have you checked in with yourself lately? Yeah, I do all that. I I like I, I do, do, all, do that all the time. I do all that all the time. I'm always checking in. I am actually. I'm super nice to myself. <laughs> I don't know that I'm super nice to myself. I love but me some me. I love me. I'm great. <laughs> you know, I probably spend too much time checking in with myself. Yeah, sometimes I do too. You I know, understand that and feeling. And especially in my profession. And then I have, you know, a friend that I that is my coach and I coach her. And so we have like a whole Friday thing and I'm always checking in on myself. Yeah. I I'm feel pretty, like I'm pretty good. I feel like trying to think of something nice that I've done. I think that that time where I kind of like sequestered myself away that I was talking about earlier, I, like that was nice for me. Yeah. Like, it was nice for me to be like, you know what? I'm not going to answer to anybody. I'm not going to, you know, I'm just going to binge television having and do having do. having covid was really good for that yeah like no one came over no one bothered me <laughs> no one bothered you. <laughs> i got a text Plenty offering of food yep. i got my, all my things delivered <clears throat> so yeah covid was great for my <laughs> self-check-in i don't want to get covid to have to do it no. i would just rather try to do it yeah. without covid seems better whatever to me. episode eight number eight we had jerry on to talk with us about jerry's midtown cafe mm-hmm. and her love on a plate mm-hmm. food items she's serving up over there we got to talk a little bit about how industries are either like banding together or becoming more catty during the pandemic Mm. what industries have you seen like doing a quality job helping each other and like who are being like dicks to each other you know like i I guess i haven't really paid much attention to which industries are being poor to each other i think the restaurant business typically is very um stick together ish yeah she gave us some interesting insight though about some you know like certain places trying to tell other places how to do business in the pandemic and that yeah. that was bothersome you know so I, it, it was an interesting conversation to have with her i think that we're seeing healthcare obviously band together mm-hmm. in a big way i think that we're seeing politics get as far away from one another <laughs> as possible you know so there's a couple examples you know like i don't know what are you seeing heather like are you seeing things that you're like oh, i'm proud of that that is really sweet and successful and things that you're like yeah I don't know. Um, you know, I I think that I, I think I've probably noticed more when um, businesses rat each other out or they tattle on each other. And I don't know why I see that. You know, I don't. I hope I'm not looking for it. But you know, I just I don't know. I just kind of feel like I've seen at at least at the beginning um, of businesses that were um, pass maybe passing judgment on each other for what they were allowing oh. in their business, like like how they were running their pick up or you know just kind of have we we're ta- better than that have we talked about i mean i <clears throat> i don't see in one industry in particular picking on each other or itself but i do see people and their propensity to pick on businesses mm-hmm. there's this whole uh mask wearing establishments of fill in the blank city and that i joined that group uh for the exclusive purposes of a, a, of watching karen's in action <laughs> and these people are ruthlessly just judging and criticizing and leaving negative reviews just based on like a picture snapped on facebook of these business like a server tugs his mask down to take a sip of a drink on the on the line 
and all of a sudden it's you know splash all over Facebook and everybody's like, I'll never go there again. And I'm like, give me a break. That's guys. something that Come I on. um I what I took I paused with um is when people say I'll never go there again because of something that they observed happen. And you know, I just I don't know. I mean, that's a long time. <laughs> it's like it's like never going to a restaurant. Never again. It's like ordering the chicken at a restaurant and saying, I won't go back. Like, there's 37 other things on the menu, and you're going to judge them by one chicken dish? Like, go back and try something else. Give it a good, give them another chance. Yeah. So, anyway. I did, I do know a Jerry's Cafe secret, though. You do? Oh, yeah. What's the Jerry's Cafe Found it secret? out by mistake. I was there uh, with my girlfriend, and we ordered uh, sandwiches. And they bring you out that little glob of pimento cheese with the crackers mm-hmm, in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, my tea was full and her drink was full and all this other stuff. And he says, do you need anything? And I said, no. I said, a couple more of those would be nice. And I put it at the empty cheese plate. And he was like, huh, okay. And he goes inside. He comes back out with two more plates of pimento cheese and puts mm-hmm. one down in front of each of us. That pimento cheese is the best. They'll just bring you, they'll just bring you more. They'll bring you more. I don't know if they're supposed to. So, Jerry, don't get pissed at this poor young man or woman. But they'll bring you more cheese. Mm, And I ate ate two helpings. It was really good. (laughs) So good. That pimento cheese is the best. Number nine. (laughs) Episode nine was the Mardi Gras episode. And I was trying to look as you guys talked because we said we were going to figure out why beads happen. But I can't find the answer. So tell us something else about Mardi Gras. (laughs) Well, you were interested in the Mardi Gras houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about that. And so, you know, typically we would be having parades all January until Mardi Gras. And um, now, of course, parades are on hold because of COVID. And so the wonderful creative people of New Orleans decided that they were not about to let Mardi Gras just not happen. And so they're having Yardi Gras. which is decorating their houses to look like Mardi Gras floats. And it's not just like decorating their house. I mean, it's full on art installation. It's amazing. If you go online and look, just just Google Yardi Gras. Yardi Gras. And um, and now, and since I first heard Tom talked about that on a previous episode, now there are actual routes that you can drive and see. Because I've seen people who have posted on Facebook, like, our house is on the route, you know, for such and such and, you know, town. And so you can look up a map that you can drive, kind of like if you go and look at Christmas lights. Mm -hmm. And you can see, you know where people have decorated their houses. And so some cool. are super elaborate and and others are not as much, but it's just it's just fun and I I think that it's it's just a beautiful testament to the you know the creativity that people have in particular when made in that, to be. In that city in particular. Mm-hmm. My aunt and uncle lived there. My uncle's deceased now. Uh, he was an architect in New Orleans and oh, my cool. aunt was the she was the uh, what's the word for someone who runs a museum? Curator. curator. She was a curator for a architectural museum, like an antique and old house there. And they they lived in the French Quarter, but her house that she worked at was a different like museum house in the French Quarter. And um, they've got tons of stories to tell. And that whole city yeah. is just magical. Yeah. I mean, it gets a weird vibe. It's like Vegas, you know, a little bit. They, you know, Bourbon Street gets its own little special yeah. flavor and smell certain times <laughs> of the year. But yeah. uh, that, there's so much more to that city than just you know beads yeah. and boobs. Yeah. I really liked that episode. It was a lot of fun to kind of get a little. And like I said, we really do need to tag like their tourism industry. I feel like we did a pretty good <laughs> half hour long ad for a visit to NOLA. It was, it was pretty fantastic. Here we are at episode 10. Whoop, whoop. I'll take a minute and talk about what's coming up. Next week, we will have David Sedaris Calypso Book Club. Mm-hmm. 
which will be fun and exciting. I will be unveiling our next book, which is not light or fun (laughs) or a hoot, but it will make you think like you didn't know that you could think. It's about nature versus nurture, how far a parent will go to protect a child, what happens to a family when faith in the family unit is compromised and components of the family are broken. (gasps) It is one of the most intensely thoughtful human stories that I have ever read. I'm terrified to read it. It's fiction, but it could be you. That's messed oh, up. Oh, it's fiction. It's fiction. Now I'm okay. okay. Now I'm okay. <laughs> I can't wait to share it with you. I can't wait to tell you what it is next week. Um, I think it's going to be our most compelling book club conversation to date. And you will learn what the title is next week. Okay. Next oh, Friday. Come on. Next Friday. Heather, you have a guest or two coming up in the future, right? I do. Tell um, us about that. I am going to have some, some sciencey people come and talk about... I'm staying fit after 40. Um, I've been participating in a research project at Florida State University, and um, I've gotten the results of my um, metabolic study. And I asked a lot of questions about um, how to maintain my fitness as I get older. A lot of questions. (laughs) Can you imagine that? And so they're going to be here. And then I also may have a guest in mind that relates to our next book. <gasps> Is it someone with a child who's a killer? I can't a serial tell you. killer? <laughs> I can't tell you. Wow. Wow. This weekend is Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. I've got a feeling that our next several episodes will get into a little bit of love, a little bit of friendship, a little bit of family. We'll follow up on the goals things that you gave us for our spiritual and emotional and all mm-hmm. that good stuff. We'll work our way through February, right? Mm-hmm. Um, stay with us, I guess, to find out what we get into next. Until next time. Bye. Don't forget to tell them where to find us. Yeah, tell us what you learned. We're on all the things. For those of you looking to increase your dosage, connect with Chrissy and Heather on Facebook and Instagram and tell us how you do life. Visit ChrissyandHeather.com. That's with a C-H-R-Y-S-S-Y. Like, share, and subscribe. And tell everyone you know. Until next time.